Hazard Audio. Sports appeal may contain explicit language. Recorded live at the Launchpad Studios in Chicago. Sports appeal. This is gonna be a home run. I just know it because I can see it in the future. With your hosts, Steve Gross and Matt Axelrod. Play ball. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Sports Appeal. Happy New Year. I'm Steve Gross. And I'm Matt Axelrod. Go find us on Twitter. We're at The Sports Appeal. We love interacting with you guys on there. All the music on the show is provided by Full Service. They're our studio band. You can get all their stuff on iTunes or Spotify or their YouTube channel. With us, as always, our producer, Johnny Five. And we're powered by Hazard Audio. Really excited for this week's show. We're going to do all football for the entire half hour. Uh, we got a lot of NFL stuff to get to, but let's start with college football first. The first two games of the college football playoff were this week. We've had a lot of bowl games going on. Bowl season has been really disappointing for me. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, it really has. There have been a lot of blowouts, not a whole lot of close games. There have been a couple really good ones, but mostly these teams have not been well matched. Yeah, and it's because there's so many games. A lot of these matchups I just don't care about. The majority of the country doesn't care about them. There are too many games, like we were saying a couple weeks ago, the pool is diluted and they've ruined bowl season. It's ruined. And even games that should have been good, like number six Stanford versus number five Iowa, that was a blowout. Iowa lost by 29 points. Yeah, that was the Rose Bowl. Like that's a traditionally very popular bowl game and nobody really cared because A, it was Stanford and Iowa. It's a private school against a flyover state. No one really cares. B, it was a blowout. And see, there's too many bowl games. And the college football playoff games that everybody wanted to see had already happened before this. So it's kind of a letdown to get to the Rose Bowl after the games that actually matter. Yeah, that was to me the biggest disappointment of all of this is the Rose Bowl owns January 1st. So what do they do? They put the college football playoff first round on New Year's Eve when no one is going to watch it. I mean, I watched it because I'm a fanatic, but... A lot of people that otherwise would have watched the college football playoff first round didn't because they were out partying instead because it's New Year's fucking Eve. And ESPN even apparently approached the college football playoff board and asked them if they could just do it on January 2nd, you know, a Saturday, and they said no. Yeah, it was really bad because the first game started early, so people in the Central, Mountain, and Western time zones were all still at work when the first game started. It's like, how are you going to watch this? It was a terrible idea. It was poorly executed. They should not put it on New Year's Eve at all. The ratings were down. I've seen numbers where it was down 40% from last year, which is terrible. It's unacceptable. ESPN cannot live with that. The advertisers can't live with it. It has to change. And the games themselves, now, there's not as much you can do about that, but they were not close. I mean, Clemson beat Oklahoma 37-17, to and then the Michigan State game, That's two versus three. Michigan State should have at least been in it. They were for the first half. It was 10-0 going into halftime, and then the wheels just came off for Michigan State. Connor Cook looked bad all game, and the offensive line was terrible. They could not protect him. Cook himself made a bunch of terrible passes even when he did have some time, so he just looked like he was shook the whole game made terrible decisions. It wasn't a fun game to watch. No, Alabama is a bad mismatch for Michigan State. Michigan State likes to run it right up the middle. Alabama has the best front seven in college football. It was a bad mismatch. We need to move on, but just real quick, let's look at the championship game coming up on Monday. 
Clemson, the number six offense in the country against Alabama, the number three defense in the country. This is going to be a lot of fun. I expect this to be a much closer game than anything else we've seen. Yeah, most of the games in this bowl season have been very bad. This one really should be a good relief from that because this is the matchup that everyone wanted. It's number one and number two in the country. It's perennial powerhouse Alabama against another perennially great team, Clemson. So tune in. That one should be a lot of fun. And Alabama's not going to dominate Clemson the way they dominated Michigan State. Clemson runs a spread offense, which Alabama always has issues with the spread offense. They have a dual threat quarterback, which is going to give them issues. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Clemson on defense, too. They're a lot bigger than people think they are. They're very athletic on defense. Could be a great game. And with that, let's take it to Johnny Five for the Tweet Zone. Tweet Zone. Hit the tweets. Pick it off the Tweet Zone at CoolJ7575. Dialing in from Lakeland, Florida. When you break a team up when they had really good weapons and you bring in Sam Bradford, this would be the end result. Well, Sam Bradford had a better season than Nick Foles did, so I don't know if <laughs> Sam Bradford's really the biggest problem here, although I didn't really like that move to begin with. It's more all of the moves that Chip Kelly did to break that team up. I mean, you can't just tear apart a team like it's fantasy football and expect it all to just work. Yeah, and I mean, tearing up the team is one thing, but it seemed like every decision he made was the wrong decision. If he tore up the team and it worked great and they went 11-5, and five, great, no problem. But it seems like every single move he makes is wrong. His own players are criticizing him. The front office has major issues with him. He gets fired with one game left in the season. There was reports that he had a meeting with the team owner and the team owner asked him to relinquish his GM responsibilities and he said, no, I have no interest in doing that. And then he like tried to move the team Christmas party or something and there was just a lot going on that the owner did not like. So they said, Chip, see you later. Thanks, but no thanks. He really should relinquish his GM responsibilities and apparently is looking for that in his next job. Like he doesn't want to take another job unless he has control over personnel. Yeah, because that worked so well the last time. Moving right along, at Behan and 11, knocked out of the playoffs by Rex. Being a Jets fan cannot be fun. No, no, it is not. <laughs> Being a Jets fan is torture. It's been torture for 30 years of my life. I'm 30 years old. Yeah, it's not a good time. It's a terrible existence. You always know something's going to go wrong. We beat the Patriots in Week 16. Pittsburgh somehow lost to the Baltimore Ravens to give us the playoff spot. And then what do we do? We turn around and lose to the Buffalo Bills and freaking Rex Ryan. And the Steelers take care of business against the Browns. And we lose our playoff spot again. And finally, we originally tweeted out at the Sports Appeal, what's your New Year's resolution? To which at Bree Rogers 24 replied, to stop being ugly. <laughs> now, after investigating Bree Rogers 24, we took a look at her. Not ugly, one iota. No, she's not? No, she's pretty damn good. <laughs> All right. Matt, do you have a New Year's resolution? I don't do that. <laughs> Sorry. What do you mean you don't do that? I don't, I don't do that. I don't know what you want from me. Has I want a New Year's resolution. <laughs> oh, My New Year's resolution. This is going great. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Steve? I don't know. Stop rooting for terrible sports teams. I can't take this shit anymore. It's killing me. The Jets, the Knicks, the Yankees lost in the wild card round. Syracuse is having a terrible season. I can't do this anymore. I got to find some new teams. Yeah, the Yankees, such a horrible team. They only lead Major League Baseball in fucking championships. Yeah, but if they don't win the championship, it's a disappointing season. They're hard to cheer for. Oh, I feel your pain. Everyone hates me because I'm a Yankees fan. Well, that's not why we hate you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that wraps up the Tweet Zone. Send us a tweet at the Sports Appeal. We haven't gotten a lot of hate lately, so send me some more of that. Tell me why you hate me. When we come back, we're going to do some NFL, including 
head to head. Hey guys, it's Steve here. I know a lot of you have been wanting to try out DraftKings.com. Now is the perfect chance to do that. Fancy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com, America's favorite place to play daily fantasy sports. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments. You just play whenever you want, pick your sport, draft your team. It's like a new season every time you play, so you're never stuck with the same players. Last year, $300 million were won at DraftKings.com, and you could be the next to win big. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code HAZARD to play for free. That's HAZARD for free entry now at DraftKings.com. Welcome back to Sports Appeal. I'm Steve. That guy over there is Matt. We've got a lot of NFL stuff to talk about, but we're going to start it off with Head to Head. Head to Head. If you want to throw down in fisticuffs, fine. I've got Jack Johnson and Tom O'Leary waiting for you. All right, Matt, we're going to do the format a little bit differently this week. Usually we do player A versus player B. This week I'm just going to describe a player and you tell me who it is. I'm one of five players in the NFL with a quarterback rating over 100. I led the NFL in completion percentage. Number one in the NFL in completion percentage. I had more than 4,000 passing yards, but I had no receiver over 1,000. Russell Wilson. Incorrect. It's another playoff quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Oh, shit. One of five with a quarterback rating over 100. Russell Wilson was another one, and he did have over 4,000 yards, so you were right. But he did not lead the NFL in completion percentage. That was Kirk Cousins. So. Impressive job, Kirk. Yeah, not bad at all. Good guess by you, too. All right, second one. I'm one of seven players in the NFL with 1,000 rushing yards. I led the NFL in yards per attempt with a minimum 150 carries. I'm second in the NFL in yards per game and second in rushing attempts. Doug Martin? Doug Martin is correct. Nailed it. Wow, I'm surprised you got that one. I thought for sure you are going to go Todd Gurley. Okay, last one. I'm one of seven players with 100 catches. I have over 1,500 receiving yards. I tied for the NFL lead with 14 touchdowns, but I was 25th in yards after the catch. B-Marsh? B-Marsh is correct. Two for three. Not bad. Brandon Marshall, fifth in the NFL in receiving yards this season, which has got to make you feel good because the Bears got a fifth-round pick for him. So. You know what? They got a really good safety out of that fifth-round pick, so <laughs> I'm not too broken up about it, although I do miss Brandon Marshall. He is a beast. Does it break your heart when you see him scoring touchdowns on Sundays? Just a little bit. <laughs> we could have used some of that this year. All right, let's move into our playoff preview. We've got four big games this weekend. Let's start in the NFC. We've got the Vikings playing the Seahawks in Minnesota. The Seahawks are favored on the road. As a matter of fact, all four road teams are favored this weekend. I'm not sure I've ever seen that before. But who do you like in this game, Seahawks or Vikings? The Seahawks. The Vikings are playing some really good football. They're doing way better than I expected. But the Seahawks have looked absolutely dominant for the last couple months. Ever since Russell Wilson got called out by his teammates for not playing well, he's been playing incredibly well. So I definitely like the Seahawks in this game. But it would not surprise me if the Vikings come out and win. They're a good team. I mean, I'd kind of be surprised if the Vikings won. I'm taking the Seahawks as well. They do have Adrian Peterson, who led the league in rushing yards. But the Seahawks have the number one rushing defense in the NFL and the number two pass defense. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to make some plays if the Vikings want to win this game. And I'm not sure he's capable of doing it against the Seahawks defense. And it's going to be like 20 degrees at this game, which usually that screams Adrian Peterson. But Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to make some plays, and I'm not sure he can do it. Teddy Bridgewater can come out and surprise you. He's really inconsistent, but when he's playing well, he's really good. So with the home field advantage, it's definitely possible for the Vikings to win this. I guess it is possible, but we both like the Seahawks. 
Let's move on to the Redskins and the Packers. Packers are favored by one right now on the road in Washington. Who do you got in this one? I got the Redskins. The Redskins have been pretty good at home, and the Packers do not look right, and they haven't for a while now. They're having trouble against good teams. I mean, they've even had some trouble against bad teams the last few months. So the Redskins are really rolling at the moment. I like them. I like the Packers in this game. I know they haven't looked that great lately, but I've got to go with the talent of Aaron Rodgers. The Redskins only played two playoff teams all season. They lost both of those games, so they made it to the playoffs by beating up on bad teams, namely the NFC East teams. But, you know, the Redskins have been hot lately, but like I said, against bad teams. So give me the Packers in this one. The Redskins are 6-2 and two at home this season, and they only lost one more game in the regular season than the Packers did. Not real happy about it, but I am taking the Redskins. Like I said, Redskins only played two playoff teams. The uh, Packers played seven games against playoff teams, so I will take the Packers in this one. Let's move to AFC, the marquee matchup of the weekend for me, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. I think I got to go with the Steelers on this one. I agree. The Bengals had a great season, but with Andy Dalton now and A.J. McCarron coming off of a hand injury, you got to worry about the Bengals' ability to run their offense without question marks at the quarterback position. The Steelers don't. They have Ben Roethlisberger. The only issue there, which is always the issue, is his health, and the Bengals do get after the quarterback. So as long as they can keep Big Ben on his feet, the Steelers should win this. Ben, for the last two years, has been boom or bust. He either throws for 400 yards or he has like a pretty okay game and doesn't really impress you that being said the Bengals have had a good defense but the Steelers have the number three passing attack they have Antonio Brown who can do anything from anywhere on the field D'Angelo Williams kind of a question mark because he got banged up a little bit they said he's sore this week but no major damage so he's gonna suit up and play I'm with you gotta take the Steelers moving on to the Texans and the Chiefs the Texans kind of came out of nowhere they played real good the second half of the season the Chiefs went on a 10 game winning streak both of these teams are, you classify them as hot right now. Kind of under the radar, but they both come in pretty hot. Yeah, the Texans are coming out of an absolutely garbage division. I like <laughs> I like the Chiefs to win this one. I mean, 10 games in a row is absurd. They were 1-5, and, and now they're 11-5. and five. So that's pretty tough to argue with, even playing on the road, especially when the team they're playing is the Texans, who have a lot of holes. Yeah, I mean, the Texans were 5-1 and one against AFC South teams, and they're only 9-7 and seven overall. So that means 4-6 and six against teams not in their division. Not great. Brian Hoyer started 11 games, but he still had more passing touchdowns than Alex Smith did, and the Texans' defense is playing really well. That's the argument for Houston. The Chiefs, I don't know what to think about the Chiefs because they have been really hot lately, but you know their last seven games were against losing teams. Again, like the Redskins just beating up on bad teams. Am I impressed with the Chiefs? I'm not sure if I am. Alex Smith has been really good in the playoffs throughout his career, though, so I got to go with Kansas City. The Chiefs started 1-5 before those losses were to playoff teams, and then when they did start winning, they did it against Pittsburgh and then a few weeks later against Denver, winning both of those in fairly convincing fashion by at least two scores in each game. So these aren't just all unimpressive wins. They have some really solid wins in there, some really dominant wins against some of the worst teams that they faced. I like them. Yeah, and like I said, Alex Smith has been really good in the playoffs his whole career. In three career playoff games, nine touchdowns, zero interceptions, quarterback rating over 100 in all three of those games. So I'm looking forward to watching him play. 
Looking forward to the matchup between him and the number three passing defense of the Houston Texans. We got to take a break right now. When we come back, we've got more NFL talk and sports madness. sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com. Last year, $300 million were won, and you could be the next to win big. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code HAZARD to play for free. That's HAZARD for free entry now at DraftKings.com. This is Sports Appeal. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. Let's get back into the NFL. We just talked about the matchups that are coming up in the playoffs this weekend. Let's talk about the teams that got the first round buys. Carolina, Arizona, Denver, and New England. Any big surprises here for you, Matt? Yeah, I'm surprised that the Patriots fell apart so much at the end of the season. The Patriots lost four of their last six games. Now, they were dealing with a ton of injuries, but everyone's always dealing with a ton of injuries. And the Patriots are that Spurs kind of team where it doesn't usually matter who's playing. As long as Tom Brady's in and Bill Belichick's coaching, they're still going to win most of their games. But they're really limping to the finish line here. Yeah, the Patriots usually don't care who fills in for injured players. But when you're taking a step down from Edelman and Amendola to Keyshawn Martin... Deion Lewis and LeGarrette Blunt to James White and Steven Jackson off the scrap list. Those are big steps down, and it does start to matter eventually. Their offensive line is broken down. They have injuries on their defense. They have probably the most injuries out of any playoff team. I don't know what's going to happen with them. Edelman will be back for their first playoff game. They'll still have Gronk, so Brady's going to have his weapons. The Patriots will be fine. I'm picking them to go to the Super Bowl. I like the Patriots' chances. They are going to be good, especially with Gronk and Edelman coming back, but that's not going to solve all their problems. I like the Denver Broncos more. They got Peyton Manning back. He still doesn't look right. He only went 5 of 9 for like 60 yards, but... Even so, that offense looked so much better with him back at the helm. He's relatively healthy again. He had his time off to rest those old weary bones. The genius mind of Peyton Manning is back for one last hurrah, and he's going to take them to a Super Bowl. I mean, Peyton Manning missed, what, five games this year and still led the NFL in interceptions? This isn't the second coming of Dan Marino. He's an old guy. That's all he is. He's out there. He's making all these audibles at the line. Fine, that's what Peyton Manning does. Super, that's fantastic. We know about him in the postseason. We know about him in cold weather. And he's an old man now. I have one question for you. How did his team do in those games where he threw all those interceptions? Oh, they won, but it wasn't because of Peyton Manning. It was because of the defense. And now they're playing playoff caliber teams. It's going to be a lot harder, and I don't think the Denver Broncos are going to do it. Well, I don't see the Patriots doing it either, so my pick's with the Broncos. There's something to be said for a fan base that was happy when Peyton Manning left, and then they were happy when he came back. This is a fan base that has a good team, but they don't know why it's good. They want to give so much credit to the quarterback, but the quarterback doesn't deserve the credit. The defense deserves the credit, and defense doesn't win championships anymore. It just doesn't. Tell that to the Patriots last year who had a great defense. Tell that to the Seahawks the year before who had a historic defense and a mediocre offense. So, yeah, it absolutely does still win that championships. That mediocre offense scored 43 points in the Super Bowl, and that Patriots defense gave up four touchdowns. So, it, come on, they didn't win it with defense. They might have gotten there with defense, but they did not win it with defense. Defense does not win championships. There's one way to solve this. Sports Madness. Sports Madness. Okay, so for our first story, there's been rumors for a long time that we're going to have NFL teams moving to Los Angeles. The rumor was one team, then it was two teams. 
The teams that have been included in the rumors are the Rams, the Raiders, and the Chargers. And all three of those teams actually applied for relocation to Los Angeles. But they're only going to have two teams there, which means one of these teams is going to have to go crawling back to their fan base after they don't get approved as an L.A. team. I fucking hope it's St. Louis because <laughs> the Raiders and the Chargers applied but didn't make it public. The Rams made their petition public, and they publicly shit all over the city of St. Louis. Yes, they did. So I would love to see them have to go back. And they're talking about how the economic growth is bad, the population size is shrinking, and it's not capable of supporting this many franchises. And as a lifelong Cubs fan... Watching a St. Louis team shit all over its fan base is just the greatest thing for me. <laughs> I mean, their owner is coughing up money to build the stadium in L.A. He publicly said there should be no NFL franchise in St. Louis ever again. So if they had to go back to their fan base, it would be hilarious. And this is after the city has committed $350 million to building a new stadium. Yeah, they're just completely turning their back on the entire population of that city. It's awful and awesome at the same time. And the entire rest of Sports Madness is devoted to, you guessed it, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel, oh, this is just the tip of the iceberg with him right now. But he went to Las Vegas over the weekend before the team's last game after getting in trouble with the team countless times for partying when he's not supposed to be partying. And you know what he did? Reportedly, he was wearing a wig and sunglasses and introducing himself as Billy. Yeah, he's wearing sunglasses, a fake mustache, and a blonde wig, like a long Ric Flair nature boy wig. Calling himself Billy, refused to pay his credit card bill because he wanted it comped. He didn't want his name on the bill at the casino in Las Vegas. Posted a picture earlier that night on social media of him and his pug like, Oh, lazy night at home with my dog. But really, he's in Las Vegas with a wig on. This is fantastic. I love it. Johnny Manziel, thank you for helping us do our jobs. This kid doesn't get it, dude. He does not understand what his role is in the Browns organization. I think he gets it. He just doesn't give a fuck. Or, possibly more likely, he doesn't like the Browns organization, and he's trying to force his way out. This is not a good way to do it. Who's going to want him after this? Maybe Jerry Jones, but that's about it. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility, though. He might end up being a backup in Dallas, and there would be worse things for him, sitting behind Tony Romer for a couple years, out of the spotlight a little bit, where he can actually learn how to play football in the NFL and not be such a fuck-up. <laughs> I mean, those two things are a little bit related, but they're pretty different. I just had a thought while you were talking, though. What if the Cowboys fire Jason Garrett, sign Chip Kelly, and then sign Johnny Manziel? How much fun would that be? Just when you think Dallas couldn't possibly be more of a circus, if they could pull that off, oh my god, it'd be so good. I would love to see that, but I don't expect Chip Kelly to come there without GM responsibilities, and you know Jerry Jones isn't going to give up GM responsibilities. That's a good point, yeah. But if that would happen, oh, that would be so much fun. That Considering Jerry World and that whole shit show of a stadium that's actually so distracting that they take away the home field advantage, that plus Chip Kelly and the inherent distractions that go along with him, and Johnny Manziel, the mother of all distractions and football oh that would be a blast i'd love to watch that implode for the next few years they do need a quarterback we saw the parade of useless guys they trotted out there this year actually there's a rumor that archie three also wants to play for the cowboys so this could be fun either way yeah it really could and either of those guys would probably be better backups than anyone they were trotting out there now the one of them is going to supplant tony romo at least for a couple of years but 
they could be passable backups there. Yeah, I mean, they both have reliable collarbones, at least. So they've got that going for them. Thanks for tuning in to Sports Appeal. Tweet at us, at the Sports Appeal. We are produced by Johnny Five, powered by Hazard Audio. The conversation continues right now on Extra Points. And in honor of Johnny Manziel being a complete and total clown, taking us out is going to be Circus by Full Service. Yeah. But these have
right along at behead and eleven. <coughs> Hazard Audio.